I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. I'm nobody's baby doll, but you might be raggedy. (laughs) I'm not bad. I'm just edited that way. Oh, that's so good. You guys did not make any sense. You said I'm not baby. You can call I'm me I'm nobody's baby. baby doll, but you might be raggedy because Teddy Like a raggedy... Andy or whatever. Raggedy yeah. Ann. Yeah, because Teddy it was, was going to be named baby doll. Yeah, that's what I was I'm going really trying for. hard with Teddy Mellencamp. I really <laughs> want to like her. And I like kind of appreciated her last season because she was like the source of drama. Her and Jerry were like the only source of drama Yeah. All- but she is so, every time she talks, she's like unsure of what she's saying and it bothers me. She's like Megan King Edmonds, Megan King Edmonds, <gasps> first season. How dare first season. You. Okay, you guys, before we get into this, <laughs> it's Andy's Girls. You may, <laughs> I'm you sorry. may have noticed. It's an OG of the <laughs> AG Winter Spectacular because it snowed in New York for five minutes yesterday. Um, Guys, I'm so excited to be joined by. OG, AG, Damian Bellino, writer, comedian, creator, co-creator, and co-host of the new phenomenal podcast. I'm going to fuck it up. You might know her from. You may know her from or might know her from. Might. Because I don't know grammar. Well, I think it's the wrong, actually. No, I think might is right. (laughs) I think it's what's more commonly said, but I don't know that it's You wait. You may know her from. You might know her from. No, you might is right. Okay. Uh, It's right for us. And that's all that matters. Damien Bellino. Damien, before we get into- Sorry I came in so hot before an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Before we started, I did like a two-second audio thing, and I was like, Damien, just talk for a second. And he literally went into serious philosophical- 
biographical information on all things Housewives. I was listening. What I, appreciate. I was catching up on Andy's Girls, and I was listening to your interview with Philip Henry. And something in that you guys were talking about triggered, like, in my brain, like, who were the best additions of the two franchises? And so I just like was like playing a game with myself of like who have been good additions, like Dorit and Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane, good additions. Um, yeah, uh, it good. Teddy ad- Camp, yeah. I think maybe not a great addition, but she could prove me like wrong eventually. I think that there it's important for every cast to have one person who's not necessarily normal, but like truthful. I'm trying not to use the word accountable. Like it's she is it's, she plays that part. She is sort of the closest thing that Beverly Hills to mine that I can think of has had to like a Heather Thompson, which is yeah. sort of a person who's like, quote unquote, grounded in reality. I mean, she is the daughter of a sort of a famous famous rock st- mm-hmm. a famous rock star but she I don't think was raised by him so even though she might have like the wealth wasn't she I thought she was and then she moved to LA and he like refused to support her I thought it was the other way around I thought she was like raised by her mom in like South Carolina but then yeah, like, yeah, moved I remember to this. LA I thought later they lived and... in South Carolina as a family oh, I, I don't remember I don't remember it's fine I find her to be annoying this season thus far just because like every time she talks she's always like like it was funny when she said the thing about winning to Denise Richards which I had 100% forgotten was me too and I was like and I was like oh I didn't get it if that was an accident and like happenstance and funny cool if it was shade and you were like doing it on purpose then cool but then she just kept being like winning oh I'm such a dork for saying that and then she and I was like oh god like just be sure of yourself for once and she just like lacks that for me I feel like next week because we got that um teaser for the next week's episode and there was that wait what is it can you refresh recap me for next week yeah where um um uh where lvp and ken are talking about some secret oh text. the text messages and, and it's supposed to be teddy's text, and right? ken is like i printed out these texts or something. <laughs> he says something crazy and so i took a little screenshot of oh, yeah. the picture of her phone and I just think that Teddy is going to be more is going to be crucial to the season because LVP is trying to bury both her and Dorit and separately Erica Jane when that is whenever possible. Erica Jane is back on my good side. Erica Jane is 100 percent. Erica Jane has she's learned been good her this lessons. Season, yes. She, yes. She's like she first of all, she brought Tom on, on like the second episode, which just means a producer was like, listen, no one cares about you being a drag queen and like all of your gays, <laughs> all your gay ca- like, like no one cares. Like you think that that's like what makes you fabulous, but like people want to see the real human right, side. But you weren't hired to be Erica Jane. You were hired to be Erica Girardi. So like when they like her and Tom are at the pool and he she was like, I'm gonna redo this, and he was like, Why okay, am I here? Buh, buh, buh. And, then, and then she was like, I apparent I own houses in all these places, and I was like, Is that true? Okay, like if it's true, cool. If it's like she was like, I never been to them. I have like seven houses in that in Palm Springs. I feel like it is true in the sense that they're probably buying property that no one has ever seen that they're not spending any money in they're to either, flip like, them later. Yeah, yeah, I think it's possible that it's just like someone might own an apartment building or and like Tom's never seen children it. that we don't even know exist. Like, live. Oh, yeah, does he have kids? I have no idea, but he might. I mean, he's I like, like seventy he does. or he's eighty, right? Yeah, yeah he's one hundred and fifty years young. Um, he's probably eighty. He's probably closer to eighty than seventy. Oh my god. Um. But yeah, I, I think that she has to like, I'm into her. And like, I cannot believe that Lisa Vanderpump actually tried to cr- like create a plot point that was like, you sent me a condolence note and, and it, it wasn't, wasn't enough. And Erica was like, I, we don't know each other that well. I was trying to be respectful and thought that that was very, and she was like, that was very personal. I'm sorry if you, you didn't think it was enough, but like it was a personal note from like my heart. And then she had a picture. I lived. She had a picture that she referenced. It was unbelievable to me. I wrote down what she said because I was like, this is so good. Did I? Maybe I didn't. Um, 
I oh yeah, it's always good to have an insurance policy when dealing with someone slippery. slippery. Yeah. My fucking god, she's really genuinely. She's like back, and it's interesting because I feel like Erica only comes alive when it's something having to do with conflict. Like, Mm. it's not just, like, Erica hanging out being cool now. It's, like, Erica being known as, like, the icy blonde who has fire that she uses um, for specific reasons. It's not just, like, Erica's hanging out with people. You know, like, that scene with Erica and Dorit in the kitchen was fine. Was, like, totally fine, episode one or two or whatever. But um, it wasn't, like, She seems like she she doesn't seem to care unless there's conflict because she's defending herself and she doesn't want to be portrayed a certain way totally which is when she was like i'll defend myself to i'll defend myself to the core because (laughs) she was like not into like lv trying to like create a storyline of where like she is icy and didn't do enough and she was like i sent you a condolence note like in what world is like your co-worker who you don't like you're not filming we're not filming they're not friends like we're not close enough friends like i'm trying to respect that you don't want and it's like i don't know if anyone who's experienced loss knows that everyone grieves differently and like you might not want somebody who you're not super tight with to be on your phone or be at your house it's such a lose-lose and also like someone sending you flowers i didn't know that we were supposed to count the le- level and layer of sadness slash communication right of course it comes off as like i don't know grief greedy or something and it's not about the fact that she lost her brother it's about the fact that like who is expressing sadness the best in her eyes i just thought it was strange and i don't think i think lvp is making some mistakes in strategy that are coming off as sloppy for someone who is not typically messy. She has been known to manipulate things off camera and has been accused about that for years. But I feel like this is the first season where women are like, here are the receipts of why you are completely wrong. Don't you think? I'm fascinated by it because I watched Watch What Happens. I I did two things. One, I, on the night of the, it aired, I watched it in real time, I think. And I clicked on the hashtag and people. Of this, this past week? Yes. And people are so, I mean, at least the tweets that showed up that, that like populated for me were so highly in favor of Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, she has a huge and it, fan base. And it just speaks to like this thing of like, I don't know. I just don't know how this season's really going to shake up. I think the other women have really united despite whatever differences they might have or in spite of whatever differences they may have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they think that something is coming for them that like they're going to, that like Lisa's going to And it might it, not. And that like, sh- it might not. That like she might actually like stop, have stopped filming and not do the things. And like, as you said, like Lisa Rinna might say like, this is about women's employment and all that stuff. Yeah. Rinna went on Jenny McCarthy and was like, this is really, she didn't show up to film. This is really an issue of like women's employment. But I don't know that it's going to, sh- I think that they're going to, I think that the narrative is then going to be like full five women or six women against Bullying one. Her. Yeah. But it is shocking to me. I mean, the dog stuff is complicated, and like, I think there's a gray area there. Like, I not think that Dorit is 100% right. It's just clear that Vanderpump also is, like, wants it to be part of the show, but wants to not be held accountable for, like, put it, making it part of the show. Oh, I think Dorit was totally wrong. And I also, there was an article <laughs> that was posted on Page Six or Daily Mail this week that was, like, sources said, and it quoted John Sessa or whatever who's the doc Dr. John who's like a doctor of like business administration or something it makes absolutely no international it makes no sense like you hear Dr. John of Vanderpump Dogs you think he's a fucking veterinarian or like has a PhD in like woof or something it has nothing to do with puppies um but the article said something that 
I have heard, I'm sure you have too, which is that this wasn't the first dog that Dorit got from Vanderpump Dogs. Mm. It was the second. And it's surprising to me that that hasn't come up yet, even in the early episodes, if that's true. If it is true, I'm sure it will come out in the rest of the season. Um, I believe it to be true. I think it's something that Dorit did. And I also think that even if it wasn't true, yeah, she did. She, of course, was in the wrong. They're both in the wrong. But someone messaged me and was like, why is it such a big deal? Is this going to be like last season in a glass, um, you know, in the glass, the champagne glass, like we're just going to focus on this all season. And my response was, well, last season it was genuinely about a glass. This season, it's not about the crime. It's about the cover up. So it's not just about the fact that Dorit did this dumb thing with a dog. It's also what was LVP allegedly doing behind the scenes to bury Dorit, which is something Lisa Rinna referenced this week when she's like, she want Lisa wants to punish Dorit, but she can't do it in front of everyone. So she has to try to manipulate something behind the scenes. Can we talk for a moment about Lisa Rinna and the moment where she went down to eat breakfast with yeah uh, Teddy, Teddy and, and Kyle. Kyle, and she's like, guys, you're <laughs> being set up, and the fate they're both of their like. I was like, how is she the smart? Like, how is she the first? Like, they both were like, I mean, if you guys listeners, if you could see my face, they both were like astonished. <laughs> like Kyle was like. Oh shit. And Teddy really was like, Oh, maybe I'm being a maybe I'm a pawn in this because I'm talking about it now and she didn't tell me directly, but that guy but now we maybe we're gonna find out that Teddy what did know and that, that maybe that was set up for the show. I think they were surprised at how quickly Lisa Rinna got it and how obvious it was and the fact that she was willing to say it on camera. Mm. Like not to be like, and now we've said it, but it is and now we've said it. Like it's not as Obviously, it's nowhere close to like the whole Taylor situation and Camille, but there needs to be someone to bring up the shit that you guys are whispering about and referring to on camera. And Lisa Rinna did it explicitly. And I think that's the change. You think that Kyle and Teddy and Dorit or whoever else were already talking about the fact that like this was happening and the LVP wasn't talking about it. Like you think that they were already talking about it. I think that they were, of course, I think that they were a hundred percent putting the pieces together, which we've seen, but I don't think that they quite literally came out and said, we are being manipulated unless it was in a confessional. Like we're watching this happen in real time. Mm -hmm. Like that's the difference. Like Lisa Rinna in real time was like, you guys are getting fucked and you don't even realize it. Like it's crazy. It's like you, I love her. Lisa Rinna. She has become my, maybe my favorite housewife. Of all time? I mean... Currently. Currently. Why? Tell me everything. Because I think that she's, like, super self-aware. Like, she, like, knows her place in the world of housewives and yeah. like also of, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I appreciate that she is, like, really committed to this, like, takedown of LVP because I think she tried to do it before and it, like, sort of blew up in her face. And I feel like now she thinks, like, that she's got all the pieces to really do it. I'm nervous, though, that it's going to, like, end up with, like, her being Carol to Bethany. You know, like, that she's going to end up getting raped through for being oh, character sabotage or something. And LVP's going to be like, I'm mourning the loss of my brother. It's like, and I don't want to minimize Lisa Vanderpump's, like, of loss course. of her Huge brother. Loss. But loss. also, like... She also filmed you're also, Pump Rules before. Exactly. And, you're also, Hills, like, and you're also allowed still. to like be accountable for. Yeah. It doesn't absolve behavior. you of exactly. anything. It's like saying being an alcoholic absolves you or like being depressed. Like you're still allowed to be accountable for the way you treat people and your actions in the world. I totally agree with you. I think it was interesting when Rena went on Jenny McCarthy because she was she gave some shade to Bravo specifically when she's like, you know, it's just a different situation because Lisa does have a lot of power. So when she if anybody else refusing to film for half the season you would be fired but Lisa has a lot of power because of Vanderpump rules so they're not going to treat her they the way they would 
treat anyone else. It also makes me wonder, is it possible for Rinna to get buried on camera on an episode? It's totally going to happen online. I'm sure it is already. But is it possible for that to happen on TV if my suspicions are correct and Lisa does not go, Lisa Vanderpump does not go to the reunion? Because the one way for Lisa Vanderpump to attempt to truly fight back is to go to the reunion but I don't think she will because she has so much to lose if she goes what if she does it remotely like Brandy Glanville remember that time that Brandy was a guest and like Bravo made her come when she was like drinking that terribly gaudy glass of wine or Kim Richards and it it was I don't remember Kim doing it yeah when she was out of rehab and they were in that fancy house and then Kim was there and then Kyle I don't I I actually hate when they do things like that but I feel like that might be that could be like a special circumstance where they could like give Lisa the opportunity to like say her piece to everybody but she doesn't have to interact with anybody direct directly I mean they did that with Brooks and he's not even a fucking housewife they did that with um it's such a cop-out it's a total cop-out because it's like if you if you make these decisions you need to be accountable to them and also I feel like Lisa Vanderpump owes us the audience how many seasons of Beverly Hills has there been it's like this this is the the ninth ninth or tenth season maybe she owes it to us to show up to work and I understand if she backed away from this because she was like there's no way that I'm going to survive this or come out of this or I'm just over it I don't want to deal with it anymore I have another show I have four restaurants I'm making one in Vegas like I don't I have my fake wine like I my my like diet snapple of wine like I don't need to have this now but it just doesn't I think she I think we the audience deserve to have her come to the firing squad I don't know I mean I would think that it's probably part of her contract for Vanderpump rules that she has to like show up to the stuff so it'll be interesting to see because obviously she stopped filming or at least stopped wait you think it's part of her contract to Vanderpump rules that she continues shooting on Beverly Hills like at least probably through the season Uh, yeah like some contingency plan of some some sort sort, yeah I'm sure that there's something in place there that like they probably don't want her to not like they don't want to like they don't want her to sabotage the show that she came from in order, but like keep her other show. You know what I mean? So I feel like they, there's probably some Bravo has probably has something in place, but she also just stopped filming. So. I mean, the interesting thing is what they did with Adrian, where they were like, she's like, I don't want to show up. And they were like, if you do not show up, you are fired. And her last, what was that? That famous line, like her last, she, her the, last, was it the reunion she walked out on. No, it was the one that she, yeah, the reunion that she didn't show up. And Andy's line through reunion was like her last, I don't know, thing as a housewife is not showing up. Like her last move as a housewife is not showing up because she was essentially let go from the show because she refused to um, show up to deal with, I think, Brandy and everything else. You said you, I think you posted this on Instagram about the like the sizzle reel that Lisa Vanderpump is like collecting for like a Vanderpump dog show that was like in. Yeah, there's something that came out in the Daily Mail, um, my version of CNN. Um, that allegedly LVP is working on a spinoff about Vanderpump dogs, but then, it like might be a special. It might not be a series. But then allegedly all the women met to like talk about how, and yeah. I was very into that. And Obviously the- I was into all of like Erica Jean and Camille, <laughs> like everyone like putting their differences aside to just be like, Bravo's really like going to fuck us over. All the women met at like Craig's to like dine and bitch allegedly all the women minus LVP, of course, to talk about their displeasure about this. I don't see it. I mean, what kind of show is Vanderpump Dogs? It's going to be I, like... Well, then the, the thing said it would only be like a one-off or something. Yeah, that it would be some sort of special, but we've seen that. We've seen that on Beverly Hills, and we've seen that on Pump Rules. Like, we've seen the, like, you know, parades maybe for, it's against Maybe for, like, Yulin. a different channel, because it would be, like, her... Which she would, and maybe she would just be a producer and, like, a guest star. And I like mean, if there Animal was Planet a dog channel... Yeah, for, like, Animal Planet, yeah. that makes sense, but... She's not an Animal Planet 
personality. No, totally. She's like a Bravo personality. Um, can I ask you an unrelated question while we continue talking about this? Yeah. Um, I have a couple of satchels of gold. Guys, I love when you um, DM me. It's essentially mostly on Instagram. Um, I love and, it. Your DMs are popping. Oh, my DMs are popping. I love when you slide into them. So, ooh, that kind of sounded a little crazy. Okay, so here is a Beverly Hills specific satchel of gold from Jack from Miami. Okay, hi. This is super random, but I got to get your take on this. I'm not sure if you've ever addressed it, so I'm sorry if you have, but my boyfriend is watching Beverly Hills from season one, and he's currently on season three um, when Brandy tells everyone about Adrian's surrogacy, and he brought up a good point. Firstly, why did Adrian get so deeply offended in the first place that Brandy said that? Having a surrogate is nothing to be ashamed of. So we're wondering if maybe Brandy said something else. We know she threatened to sue Bravo who did? Oh, Adrian, which is why we never ultimately hear what Brandy says. But I wonder if the surrogacy topic isn't completely real. In an episode, Adrian says that what Brandy did to her was a quote unquote character assassination. Using a surrogate is not a character assassination. Like that's supposed to be the reason she hired lawyers to sue Brandy. The Maloof family has a lot of money and media influence, so I'm sure they can pay the right people off to put a spin on the story and release the surrogate lie. What are your thoughts? Do you think there's a surrogate conspiracy? I never really thought about that. There was because that was like pre me me being super like. Oh. immersed in housewives oh. as a more casual viewer. So I don't know that I ever thought that there was a, a more hidden agenda. I mean, cause I thought that the agenda was that it was a surrogate and that all of that was sort of edited out. And then didn't she like give the exclusive to like us weekly or in touch yeah, that she weird. had a surrogate. Right. And then Bravo was like livid because they had like gone through, like they had like edited stuff out to like appease her. Yeah. Adrian is such a tough personality to begin with. She was always a little prickly, which was actually like one of the nice elements of her that she was like a little bit bitchy, which I liked in like an interesting way. Um, I do think it was a surrogate and I do think she probably hadn't told her kids that and they were old enough to know how the stork, whatever is flying by and like dropping off a baby in their house or whatever. And I think she probably didn't want them to know and she has every right to control how was LVP her kids know. behind all of that was lvp meaning like did she plant did she tell brandy to like talk about it on camera that's a question how LVP, you know how out? i you know how i feel about brandy, no i know because we... she was essentially like lvp's bitch bitch until their their relationship soured and then LVP and then brandy and then brandy tried to be tried to be like guys she is a manipulative. She tried to like she used me, and then LVP was like, "You're crazy. Yeah, You're a drunk." I think a broken clock is right twice a day, yeah. and I think Brandy is a monster of a person. I think the way oh, that she her. intercepted an already super tumultuous relationship between two sisters and inserted herself in a way that fucking pizza thing slap. I I really think she remember when she was like outside and yeah, I was crying. into she, like, it. I thought it was awful and monstrous and, and i don't kim think that richards, kim, i don't think kim richards disease is kyle's storyline and so like it was fine to me that like kim had found a friend honestly i'm fine with kim finding a friend i'm not okay with that friend being like hey so your sister really sucks she hates you an awful lot let's talk about that over and over again oh my god are you maybe turning on your sister that can't be related to what How i said because i want you guys to people talk to people uh, talk to kyle about kim being die dying and being a drunk and being mean 
Kim knows, Kyle knows that Kim is a drunk. That's not news. That's not saying Kim is an awful person. And she, Kyle already knows that. sisters don't like her. Kyle has power on the show. Kyle always says, I'm on. And she has Mauricio. Yes, she has, she has money. money. She has money, and she has power on a show like where she is the lead, and she is in good, yeah. good with like the cool girls. Yeah. and her sisters both don't like her. Sure, Kathy Hilton and Kim has so, some like, jealousy. So like the show is all about Kim, sort of like getting getting the hero. I think Kim gets to be a hero, or Kyle gets to be a hero on the show to Kim, and I think that when Kim feels vilified, I'm not, I'm not justifying that Kim the things that Kim has done that are bad or that are like questionable. I just think that like that it, it like for me it always becomes that Kim is vilified and she's sick and shouldn't be on the show and kyle has been reaping the benefits of that because it's the best storyline on the show because it's runs deep it's real stuff it's a family story i don't think kyle is it's reaping hun- the benefits anymore that, that scene wasn't the most <laughs> iconic scene you stole my house the cat the limousine where the where adrian reveal the reveal of kim is drinking that's the that's the best seasons of beverly hills and it's all about kim's alcoholism but that wasn't manufactured that wasn't kyle being like that they were both trying to bury each They're, other Yes, but the the continued story has been that like it's which is that's uh, to me that's more Kim's responsibility than it is Kyle's, and I don't think that Kim was u- uh, that Kyle was using that to exploit her sister to give her better standing on the show. I think that is because it comes back and smacks her in the face every time. I think. Kim is a disease as a person, which is unrelated to her alcoholism. I think she's a horrible person. And the only person who's responsible for that is herself. And I think she's also dumb and is easily manipulated. And Brandy took advantage of that to um, give herself better standing on the show and to turn her sister against, to turn um, Kyle's sister against her. They don't like her. each other. Of course they don't like each other. That's fine for them not to like each other. But, but there's like, a it's, difference not, to- it's not Brandy's responsibility to like, to make sure that Kim and Kyle are good either. Absolutely. It's like, not just- her responsibility. <laughs> Like, I, I just think it's... Like, it's I, not a responsibility, but it's also not okay for her to realize there is a genuine sick person and you're taking advantage of this... I feel like Kim has been taken well, advantage by Kyle, so I don't... And I'm just because they're sisters, that doesn't make it better. I think that Kim and Kyle and Kathy have probably spent their entire lives manipulating each other because that is how they were raised by Big Kathy. And, I think and, Big Kathy is probably a monster, and what she has done as a result is make these, these sisters who go back and forth between... And Kyle loves being on the show, being rich, being the center, being the sure. person... Sure. Yes, because it gives her power. So she so she, she so won. Her her sister married a fucking Hilton, and she won. You know, like Kyle won. Yes, and but so then it's like the 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 diseased sister, the sick sister, yeah. is on the show, and she gets to watch her be the punching bag for whether it's her drama with her sister or not. Yeah. Like she is there. So and I think that she is. I think she's culpable in that situation. I think she's culpable for knowing that her sister wasn't healthy enough to doing yes. the show, and probably. I think Sasser into it, and a part of that might have been, listen, you're going to get a check. Yeah, so. I think some of it is that, and I don't like. I think it's complicated. I don't know that they actually don't like each other. They don't maybe don't like each other. I think they love each other, but I think it's complicated. I think it's complicated, but I also think that <laughs> Sarah's like, how much? How long have we been recording? Because we are just yelling. No, I just wanted about- to make sure it was on. Um, <laughs> Sorry, let's, let's change topic. No, 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 here. wait. I just want to finish with this. Brandy is a monster. And mm-hmm. I do not trust any of her motives. And I think every single thing she does is manufactured for more screen time. And she will throw everyone under the bus, including someone else's family, including her father, including absolutely anyone in order to get attention and hopefully some sort of serious commitment. 
I do not trust her. I do not trust her more than I do not trust anyone else. I I just, I distrust her more than I distrust LVP because I think no matter what LVP does, even if it's manufactured or manipulated, Brandy goes so much lower. And I hate that about her. I hate that there's, she just swims in a sea of darkness. I'm not putting her on like the Daniel Staub hate train, but I'm just saying she might be the caboose. I think she just is being honest. I think she's somebody like Lisa Vanderpump who is like, has other people do the bidding like brandy you know what i mean like brandy also did an interview where she was like they said that i was only i was like coming on and causing drama for a paycheck and she's like and that's exactly what i was doing i was i was there to make money i wasn't there to like hang out with my friends and like to me that's like an honest answer and i feel like besides brandy the only other people who would say that would would be the atlanta housewives i totally agree with you there it's real it's honest like bethany is not hanging out with these people for fun she's hanging out with them for relevancy and for money more than anybody else because she knows that her company needs her to be on the show but i think (laughs) no seriously no i know but i i think that with brandy that is so great for her to be super honest and i totally believe her and the reason i totally believe her is because that pizza moment and all this shit that she (laughs) did with kim and kyle she knew she knew what she was doing remember when she she playfully slept um lisa vanderpump who was her who was her like good friend frenemy and like they were obviously not on good terms then but they were like they're still frenemies because they were working together they were still lisa vanderpump was still willing to film with her and brandy like playfully slapped her and lisa vanderpump acted like i was so mad i cannot stand lisa vanderpump i'm so ready for her downfall she is gonna she's i just (laughs) guys he listen to me here she's gonna be fine she's gonna be back on next season and like legit like teddy and dorita are gonna get fired oh i don't think she's gonna be back on next season i think she's probably gonna take a nap and then she'll come up maybe back the, the season after i think she's i think she's done with these women i think the fact that she has done absolutely no social media is a sign that maybe she doesn't care whether the fuck you're watching and she really hopes she I think that John Dr. John Stassi is telling her to (laughs) not to not be on social media like I think it's a calculated move yeah you think Dr. John is the one guiding her through this I think someone was like it's just like it's really badass if you just like ignore everything I think she thought I do not care about you Lisa Rinna and your diapers and your dusters and I'm not going to pay you any attention because ultimately Lisa Vanderpump Pump thinks that she deserves to be the fan favorite and whether or not people have changed their minds doesn't matter and also she ha- as you said she has this army of people I mean Rinna a bunch of these housewives um Erica Jane did that this week uh have been posting um tweets and photos that they've been getting from insane people online who are telling them someone told Erica Jane they hoped her son who is a cop dies <gasps> someone people are saying shitty stuff to Rena about her kids like guys just for a second like I know we're deeply invested in this and by the way this is the most important thing that you'll ever do in your entire life is watch the Real Housewives franchise I mm-hmm. firmly believe that but the hate tweets that people have been getting, it's unbelievable. I actually looked on Twitter because Erica, you know how a lot of people like mark off the name of the person because they don't want to give them attention. Erica Jane didn't. So I went to Twitter and looked at that person's um, Twitter timeline and it's like all dumb stuff. And then the only Bravo content is telling every single Bravo housewife they hope they die, go fuck themselves, you're a dirty slut, except for Lisa Vanderpump. And I think that there are certain fan bases that go, and I'm not saying that Lisa Rinna doesn't have people that tell, you know, Lisa Vanderpump to go fuck herself, but but I think there are certain fan bases that go so extreme. And I, I mean, as a sort of like a fan of the show when I started off, I'm sure I never tagged, I, I, I just don't look at it that way. Because I think that's gross. I, I, I think 
sending death threats obviously is terrible insane. and saying stuff about people's also, kids. Also, it's a television is, show and it's edited. Right, it's, it's a like television insane. show. What are you doing? And also, if you're trying to defend your like favorite housewife by doing that you make them look like shit for being affiliated with yeah. you it's like super obvious sorry for that little tangent no but it's crazy it's crazy it's cuckoo for cocoa puffs to me can i talk to you about something i've been thinking about um always so i've been thinking a lot about how the housewives is sort of like some of the best comedy on television specifically totally houses of new york last season mm-hmm. um and every season before there's been a lot of like great seasons of atlanta where i think it's so funny beverly hills has had some good moments but I was thinking a lot about this and I was thinking about how comedy is always like you punch um, up, like you punch who is like in power. Right. So it's like yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. to make fun of the people in power, the mm-hmm, wealthy, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Housewives has this thing where it like punches down. And yeah. it's like the thing that I have like I cannot rationalize with because and as we've argued about before and discussed before on the podcast, like the things about like, you know, like. I don't know, like Sonia and even Ramona are like not okay. And like Dorinda is like not okay. And Countess Luann has like not been okay. And you're just going to name everybody but Bethany. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Head. I mean, on, like him, Richard is not okay. Brandy Glanville yeah. has not been okay in the past. Like these are people who are like wrestling with it, like whether it's financial hardships, like mental hardships, like dr- uh, some sort of substance abuse, um, eating disorders, whatever it mm-hmm. is, like the stuff that's like coming out, like Taylor Armstrong, like, that's mm-hmm. dark stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like that's dark and it's deep. And then there are these people like Lisa Vanderpump mm-hmm. or Nini or Bethany mm-hmm. um, that like their fans are go so hard for them. And I'm like, I feel crazy because I always feel like I have empathy or sympathy depending for these people who are like Sonia is like amazing television. She's really funny and wonderful and like has great comic timing. She's also probably is like her great, her gardens are a little gray. Like she is a little bit like delusional and like that's a little bit. That's like what makes her wonderful television. Totally. But when someone is like screaming at her, like when Bethany is saying like you have a cheater brand and like Sonia is like looking at the wall, like confused, like where she is, it's like not funny. It's like mean. And I feel like that's the thing that I can't figure out about housewives. Like why, I love it, but then also it sort of is like watching these people who are like going through it get punched down further. It's like what the and then it's like when so someone like Lisa Vanderpump now is like in a position of being called out for manipulative behavior, but now everyone's like, you guys are bullies. These women are bullies. And it's like, but it's not when it's like when it's somebody who's going through something who's like not in a position of power, it's not considered people being bullies. It's like, well, they like need help. Like Dorinda needs help. She does. She does need help. But like she doesn't need to be it. People like side with like Bethany, of course. Yes. Like Dorinda like was drunk and embarrassed her at a business meeting. And like that was mortifying. But also like she's a drunk, you know, like she's not OK. Do, am I making sense? You seem so I confused. Th- no, I think you're making sense. I think the Dorinda Bethany thing is tricky because yes, I think she's Bethany, allowed to be held accountable for that. Behavior and I 100%. think Bethany in that jet to Puerto Rico, I think was <laughs> Like saying it like that makes me feel it makes me feel international. Um, it does. Um, yeah, you're right. She means she, she was empathetic. She, I mean, to that it. was the whole thing. Was like that became a huge part of the reunion. Is did you say she was drunk or a drunk? Like was she said a drunk and then she took it back. Which I like. Right. She was trying to be kind or whatever to Dorinda figuring out her stuff on her own. I guess. Um. Yes, that is a positive way of looking at it. It might also <laughs> be that she was so focused on burying Carol at that point yeah, that she, she didn't was like, to, like take another no, person down and no, none of the other women everyone sort of decided that Dorinda's alcoholism or 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 alcohol abuse or whatever was not the focus was not the focus and that she would be like the Switzerland yeah the drunk Switzerland um I think it's an interesting point when you see people 
who are who are sometimes buried when they're in already vulnerable moments. I think it's interesting that those people, when they do that, those people in power, their fan bases don't typically turn on them. I think that's something interesting where it seems like people decided years ago when they first started watching the show that their label was going to be team Bethany or team LVP or team Kyle, even though I don't think that actually exists for Kyle, but not to say that she doesn't Sad have fans. For her, but though, I think she really doesn't she wants know. it. What else can she do? She's like so like adult. I think that she was like, I gotta align myself with these other bitches because like it's time for me to be the star, and she doesn't know how to do it. Kyle, yeah, I think she genuinely. I think she wants to be so bad, and like I'm. But have I think softened she'll, her. I also think Kyle is like I have been manipulated by Lisa many times, yeah. and she's finally like tired of it. Like she's not gonna, she's not gonna eat it the way that she has before. I she's think that's where she's so done. many times though. So like I don't know why she would be surprised that it it's happening the, yet again. I think it's because it's so obvious this time that it's happening that she has no choice but to see it but I think it's interesting what you're saying about the kind of not the kind of cruelty that some people inflict on their castmates on camera and also to watch that cruelty be used by those same people's like fan bases online I think that there is probably a comparison I don't think that you're necessarily going to see like I don't know super fans of Denise Richards who seems like an angel sent from heaven telling fans of whomever she's going to get in a fight with aka nobody to like burn in hell you stupid fuck like I don't think that's going to happen I think you sometimes have to look at the character and who I mean, that like, character Bethany, like, made is fun of Jules for like having an eating disorder to like make it a storyline I don't know that Bethany made fun of Jules for having an eating disorder but Bethany exhibited extreme insensitivity to Jules and then seemed to be truly rattled when Jules says said I'm like a broken person why aren't you empathizing and Bethany's like I'm a broken person too it's all about me I think that it's interesting that when we look at some of the alpha housewives, I would put Nini in that bucket to like a slightly lesser degree, but I would put on both coasts. I would say, actually, I would say, I would say it's exactly what I was about to say. LVP, Bethany and Teresa. When you look at these people who are like the kings of the Bravo kingdom and you look at how their fan bases interact versus how they interact on camera. I think there are extreme similarities. I mean, at one point, it might have been with you. I don't remember who it was. I was likening Bethany's fan base to Trump supporters because I felt like there was a certain level of vindictiveness in how she was communicating and how they were communicating in their different roles. One is a fan. One is like the reality TV star. That made me feel slightly uncomfortable because and it's the same thing, by the way, with Kardashian fans, too, like which we've seen this week with everything that's happening with Jordan and Red Table Talk, which Mm -hmm. I watched and will watch six or seven more times. Um, But you watch so many of these people stand so hard for their favorite person slash character that they do things and say things online that I don't think that they would say ordinarily. I don't think. If you were an LVP super fan and you saw Kyle dining at like Craig's in LA or wherever the, uh, the Ivy or wherever the fuck they go, I don't think you're going to go up to her and be like, I think your children should die. I think that that is yeah, something to sure. do with being online and feeling like you have safety and 
playing this role of the aggressor because you're like getting it out of your system because maybe you can't do that ordinarily in your day-to-day life. I just think it's unfortunate when it comes to how these people treat their cast members who are going through shaky times. I kind of put Kim aside because that's an addiction issue. And I think Kim is such a specific kind of like this is going to sound terrible but like why stop now such a specific kind of like disease and I don't mean alcoholism I mean like Kim herself was a child actor probably if we're talking about the me too movement who knows what those kids saw like back in the day on the Disney lot or whatever like I think that she has probably had an extremely difficult life and the only thing worse than getting famous is losing it so I think she's like a whole other thing so I don't even know what to do about like how the women may or may not have manipulated her with the Sonia stuff I think Sonia is desperate to be Mrs. Morgan, even if she doesn't have Mr. Morgan next to her. And she is the absolute person who will sign on to any get rich quick scheme that comes her way, whether it's a Nigerian football team, a toaster oven, which is the only business idea that she's ever had that I thought was actually genius, aka will never happen, whether it's... um the clothing line that never was and now sort of is, but weirdly, um, allegedly her clothes don't like arrive with tags on them. It's very strange. Um, you know, she's done a lot of things. The difference though with that scene when Bethany is telling her she's a cheater brand and Sonia's crying is that I do think Sonia actually deserved that because she knew when someone was coming to her and saying, I have an idea, it's called Tipsy Girl. She, whether or not they went to Ramona or anybody else, maybe Dorinda before, she knew that the reason that this could maybe do well is because it sounds like Skinny Girl and it's related to the Real Housewives of New York. Of course she knew that. She tried playing it off as um, it'll be a a tribute to Bethany it'll be a compliment when she won't she feel honored she didn't RSVP to my birthday party but or I didn't send her an invite or whatever the fuck happened but like I'm sure that she's gonna show up because I want her to see this I'm not gonna get her advice on stuff even though she's attended she's allowed me to attend private you know business meetings with her but I'm not gonna tell her about any of this because it'll be a great surprise like she knew what she was doing and Bethany punished her as a result I actually don't it's a it's a rough scene to rewatch and I have rewatched it but I don't think I don't think that Sonia gets anything from being eviscerated by Bethany about that like she didn't learn anything. Why is it Bethany's responsibility to teach her? It's not. It's right. Bethany it, was just saying, just so you know, I'm pissed as shit that you what you did, which is called being a cheater brand, which I believe there's is also what, something called like tone and like the way you can tell a friend something. And if like sure. they, if they're friends, when have you ever seen Bethany use a mature, reasonable tone when she's upset or feels hurt? It, Bethany goes to like secret tiger when she feels like someone's you coming don't, at her. You don't get to be that type of asshole went to every to people in your life who are like broken like you you or or you don't associate that with them you know what I mean like either you remove yourself and you're like I'm not dealing with so which is what Bethany was doing she was saying I don't want to deal with you at all like I don't want to film with you I don't she that's what she was implicitly saying like I don't want to have anything to do with you what she was saying was like I'm icing you out of my portion of the contract of what I have to do in New York I also think a smart person can say this is never going to happen because she had a toaster um, oven business and a a movie that she was producing about like Titanic yeah the movie is the number one and a Nigerian football team and I'm just going to let this play out and not be involved myself in it not I'm going to sit down with this person who's delusional and eviscerate them I mean it's like what you were talking about last week with like did Kelly Ben Simone provoke Bethany mm-hmm. sure was she going through something and, Be- and Bethany like, it, you know it's like it's like arguing with a drunk person it's like 
yes, a drunk person is drunk and they, um, and they should, and that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be held accountable for what they're saying, but also like trying to rationalize and argue with a drunk person makes you look like an asshole. But I think that's okay. Sure. Like it's possible. There are times when I have gotten annoyed at people, um, it's happened with events more than once. You know, I'm an event producer. There are times that I've gotten annoyed at shady things that I think other people have done. And you have to turn the other cheek because it's a business and there's that's like what you have to do in life. In any industry, there are times when you're going to get fucked over and there's you can choose to be a dick or you can choose to like take the higher road. And responsibly, it's usually better to take the higher road. But I think that you're saying like morally, what should she have done? versus she's also on a reality show and she knows that that scene was filmed for New York when Sonia's like I have a champagne business like it was- I mean I understand I do understand the other side of it it is a show we don't want to see people not engage with the conflicts in their life I just find it difficult then that like it's like 97% of you agree that Bethany is right for eviscerating this this like woman who has no money and has nothing and is delusional. You know what I mean? Like it takes, it's hard for me that like, that's how that is then perceived by the masses that then watch the show. It makes me sad because nobody feels empathy then for people like Sonia. Right. But I don't, I think that Sonia did that to herself. And I also think that, um, expecting Bethany to take the higher ground when Bethany has shown, especially in the last several years that she has absolutely no interest in being a good person. She has interest in, um, hearing other people tell her what a good person she is but that's I mean look at Bethany and Sonia's relationship now it is so good because it's entirely superficial they talk about Bethany's jeans they go to the jean thing Bethany gives her free clothes she wears them they're cute they're whatever and I mean obviously in the the teaser for in the trailer for the season Sonia is a hot drunk mess and like falls on the floor as Bethany tells her whatever she says in that that scene in Florida wherever the fuck they are it's not great but I think (sighs) I think that you're right in theory but it's not necessarily it's right to think that people should take the moral high ground and not exploit people's mental illness and addiction but it's not fun TV and also we should still expect those alpha people to still be their mean alpha selves because that's who LVP, Bethany, Nini, Teresa, Vicky, I mean less Vicky actually because she's just like so flawed as a human and like shows all of that. But like, yeah, I mean I hear you. It's just like it is hard to sort of like, "Mm." I also think unfortunately or fortunately or whatever, like Sonia showed up to sign up to do this show. Yeah, I mean it's the whole, it is the whole. So did Melissa, so did Jackie. It's the whole What's that? Like, so does Shannon Bedore. It's the it's the whole weird part of this that mm-hmm. feels weird. It's like the ickiness where it's they're like, yeah, choosing. yes, they They're did choosing sign up for, but like also did Kim Richards like is she does she need to be on the show for money? And also like did she and her sister think this was like a second chance at like fame? Yes, like like it's like the desperation that some of these people signed out of, and also their their wellness, like how they pass pass their psych evaluation. And then it's sort of like I interviewed somebody once for something for my day job, and he was on I love New York. The oh, show yeah, with, yeah. with New Pollard. York. And he told me he won. And he told me that, um, that. Was this George? Yeah. Who tried to sign me up for an Equinox membership. Boom. Okay. So George told me in an interview that the show was really fun and that it was like, quote unquote, real, but also that it was mostly like him, him and the producers, like fucking around with people that were like, not okay. Like not mentally okay. 
And I was like, oh, like that's the most honest assessment of what this stuff is. Like that is what Bethany and Lisa Vanderpump. I'm do. frowning, by the way, guys. I mean, like that's what that's what that's what Bethany does. She's like, this is a like like I'm gonna go film with Sony today. We're gonna get wasted, and it's gonna be fun. And so she does. And then if there's a conflict with somebody, Bethany is like, you are fucking crazy. And then she goes home. But that's what that's what I don't. That's think what that's reality a television is. It's not that's about in everybody, especially it, New York. But like, I'm not going to say like that's a Sonya problem either. It's like it's an ethical problem of like signing these people up for shows. And then there is some culpable. Like Bethany's allowed to be culpable for that. She signs up for a show where she just is like mean to all the drunk women, and then she gets to be like, "I'm smartest and richest. Goodbye." That's that's like that's that is Lisa Vanderpump sucks. She stopped filming because people were like, "You're a piece of shit," and she was like, oh, "My brother died." Bye. <laughs> Cool. Everybody has people in their life that like loot. Like everyone's experienced loss and heartbreak. I don't know. I don't mean to make this such a dark turn. Let's let's transition somewhere Can else. Can I just say <laughs> that yesterday was like National Assistance Day, or maybe oh. um, and Bethany Frankel posted photos of all of her fabulous assistants, past and present. Exclamation point. Hashtag Appreciation Day. So she did six photos, which I thought was super sweet. And then next to those photos, she has a little graphic that says. Quote, Bethany is a fantastic boss because she's also a mentor, teaching e- teaching us each how we can be our best. Hashtag skinny girl with her logo. <sighs> I thought that was super cute that she made a day about assistance, about how great of a boss she is in comparison. I thought that was interesting. Can we talk about one thing just related yeah, to this? Yeah, please change the topic. Yeah. No, it's it's related to this. You're going to hate it. Um, It's a satchel of gold from Jacqueline in North Carolina. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. I have a Satchels of Goals related question. Knowing what we know now about how the housewives operate and gang up, do you think Kelly's breakdown on Scary Island was as bad as it looked or triggered by the girls in some way or truly an organic this woman is losing her shit moment? Damien Bellino. Do you want me to say something? Yeah, I want you to respond, but I'm thinking okay. about it. I kind of isn't. It's kind of it's fascinating. I, I think it. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. I think that it was maybe exacerbated by the women knowing that she was going through something, but also she was she was for sure giving them stuff to respond to. Like she mm-hmm. was giving them behavior that they were responding to as humans, but also I think that they knew that she was not okay. I think. Like the go to sleep is funny, but also like she was having a mental breakdown. Like Al Sharpton obviously shot satchels of gold. <laughs> Um, I think that Kelly is probably insane and has been, and I mean that in a positive way, like Kelly is sort of similar to, um, Sonia where they were in this environment where they're surrounded by celebrities and rich people and famous people and they think they're the shit. And then they go on a reality show and it all kind of unravels. And I think uh, there's nothing inside of Kelly Klor and Ben Simone, but like air so I think she started to unravel when she went on the show and saw that Bethany Frankel this girl that she's met socially but always forgets every time and doesn't care about and she saw that she was in a power position she started to react like when the Alzheimer's charity thing like she wouldn't put her name on Jill Zarin's daughter's Alzheimer's charity event she never does that and then she like hosted a Halloween event that was a piece of shit with a cash bar I think that Kelly didn't understand the show that she was signing up for or she genuinely was so narcissistic that she just assumed she would be the star and when she saw that play out and that this person who she didn't think was worth Mm -hmm. even remembering as a memory was getting more and better um, responses and she was she started to lose her mind a little bit and I think you know people talk about this and that other wives have talked about how much worse 
the footage was that wasn't edited into the episode and the fact that she was in fact escorted back to the United States by a production member on the plane is not a great indicator that this wasn't real I think it was quite it, it was in fact, very real. I think this is an example of what you're talking about, which is like when you see someone that's unstable, even if they're being aggressive to you, how do you respond? You know they're unstable and you're on a reality show. So do you respond to them on camera? Do you like eat as much shit as you possibly can and then finally explode? I think that they were trying a few different tactics with her and it finally was just too much. I think that Kelly was so aggressive to all of them Mm -hmm. and specifically Bethany. I mean, Mm -hmm. she said so many awful things plus her behavior not even when she wasn't in front of the women when she's having a breakdown because she feels like Bethany is killing her because Bethany showed up with skinny girl branded gift baskets for the women or totes or whatever and she took that as a sign that this woman was like trying to murder her I think that Kelly is not well and not meant to be on this kind of reality tv and that came out to a really shocking conclusion I would say on Scary Island to answer Jacqueline's question though do you think that her meltdown had anything to do with the women sort of pushing something I think if you know you've got boiling water on the stove and it's like still boiling and it becomes more boiling what are you gonna do does that make any sense I don't I think I just want tea um I she like everything was bubbling under the surface yeah I think it was yeah that's exactly it thank you so much so like like, maybe they were a part of it but like I think that it wasn't helpful that people didn't just nod at her but I also feel like that's not honest too if you're stuck on an island with a cast member who's being super aggressive why wouldn't you respond come back though right she had another season or another two seasons she had another that was season three she had another season season four before she was fired along with Jill and everybody else and Alex and I think and Cindy if you count that and I think that <laughs> I think love that, you Cindy love you Cindy um I think that she had a good season after that similar to how Kim Richards was a mess and then went to rehab and had like that one good season like Carol's last good summer she had that good season after when she got sober she was being the voice of reason making a lot of sense Kelly had a similar um, sort of experience that I would say. season was so boring though. The Cindy well, Barshop th- season, no offense to Cindy, but like that season was a boring season of New York. Um, sure. I think it's still better than, I mean, this is something that Philip and I talked about last week that I disagreed with and he's like, those lost seasons were not good and I, I, I thought disagree. Carol and Heather coming on was a good addition and made yeah, the show it, better. And, right. Aviva, and even Aviva. But it takes one rough season yeah. for that to happen, which was I think season five when they were added. Four was when it was still Jill versus Ramona. But what, I mean, I, I don't know that I put, I don't think I put those women as being responsible for trying to calm a super unstable woman. And I think it's unfortunate that Kelly's response that's so, if she that's was human I know if she was smarter though and if she had been better coached I think that her response should have been what Aviva's was the first season before she was like fuck it which doesn't help you long term but helps you short term when you're like I made a mistake I overacted I was really whatever she wants to say I was really tired I was unhappy whatever and then just call it a day instead of saying systematic bullying 45 times mm. during the reunion because I think that makes her look worse although to your point and Jacqueline's when Bethany had enough of it she knew it was bullshit and kept interrupting her Andy was like this is an example of what she's saying you're not helping your cause by being aggressive to someone no matter how aggressive they were to you yeah Andy would never do that to Bethany now um 
I think I wonder what Bethany and Andy's relationship is like now. Obviously, his relationship with Carol is they were like friends non-existent. like prior to the show because she was like friends with Carol. Yeah, Carol was friends with yeah, he, um Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa. Yeah, he met he met. I wonder Carol what her relationship a, is like with Kelly Ripa now. I don't know. It's so interesting. I feel like everything changes when these women go on shows because it's like the. They come. They become characters. They become characters. They're playing a version of themselves, and they're right. always Elevated. on. And then they have to justify that behavior, however it's edited together. And yeah, it's. Can I say something that you're gonna? You're, I'm gonna trigger you. Yeah, please. Um, I still do not understand why Carol did not say Mazel or anything to Bethany when. Uh, sorry, Carol did not say Mazel or anything to Andy when it was his baby shower. Damien and I got into a fight about this. I, yeah, I don't know why she would. If like if you got fired from your job, I wouldn't wish. Because like- her narrative is that she wasn't fired. She quit to be a full-time journalist. I mean, she and Andy did not end their relationship at that reunion good. But I think he's a single father. I think that has nothing to do with anything. Like if I like if I found out somebody that was like used to be in my life, like why would I open something up? from the past to like he doesn't he she doesn't owe him anything he also did not he was her friend he did not support her at all and then whether it was his decision or hers or it's someone above them at like you know the shed or whatever the media the production company or bravo like whether it was not in his hands or whether she didn't quit like somebody fired her so she owes him nothing like i don't know to me that's so strange like it's like why would i wish my old friend who i had a huge falling out with mazel after he was culpable in like me getting let go I hear you I just think I'm just playing it out sort of as an asshole that like if she's saying that she quit and that she like did it because of whatever I just find it interesting that she didn't like just say congrats on the baby she might have though when he she may have done it also privately yeah I don't buy that I I I don't think so either but I mean we're also just judging things on like Instagram comments right which is the bible um but yeah like I don't think she owes him anything she wasn't invited to that shower obviously because she's not a housewife so like to me it's like why would oh no she-, she shouldn't have been invited to the shower absolutely yeah so I don't think she owes him anything I think it's weird I think if she had posted an Instagram story of her and Andy and was like congrats boo on being a single dad people would have screenshotted and been like look at this desperate thirsty hoe who said she quit or got fired and now she wants, wants to congratulate Andy like it's a lose-lose for her yeah I mean I think I think it would have just been nice superficially and that's you know, I a think place that, in which I live now and again. Part-time. I think that that would have she there's a was a lose lose for her if she like she had said something people would have been like oh now you want to be friends with Andy and it's like she's not friends with him he didn't do shit for her he literally watched her he he defended Bethany in moments like in that argument he certainly didn't help Carol at all. It's a rough reunion to watch. I have watch. never rewatched it. I rewatched it recently and I don't even like Carol. It just like was such a weird reunion. It was a weird reunion in large part because I think the women were they were being shaken. Beverly they were Beverly Hills gassed up. They thought it was the end of Bethany. I mean, they thought it was the end of Bethany and they all like linked up against her. Yeah, it didn't work out well cuz they weren't it's not it's when it comes to the reunion which is so highly produced and it's like you're in this alien world with these like crazy dresses and like every, you know, as opposed to like when they're normally filming. Yeah, where like it's breaking like, the fourth wall. So they're like right. acknowledging some of the production stuff. You just can't take on, it's Carol just doesn't have that personality type. She's not naturally aggressive. So when she's saying things and she's thinking things, maybe she's thinking him as a journalist or a writer or whatever the fuck you want to say about her. It just didn't come off well. Plus Luann wasn't there. So it didn't, it like was just kind of strange. I think the women probably 
were a little off kilter because of Luann's absence and because that happened well, so suddenly. Well, I think that Bethany had two allies going into that reunion, which theoretically is different than what LVP will have. Mm-hmm. But Bethany had Sonia, who's mm-hmm. like a clown, but also was her ally. Yeah. And then Luann, who then didn't show up. And she still, you know. One. Yeah, still one. Carol, they literally also like that's shady. They announced that Carol got like let go the day after it aired. Like that's no, I think Carol announced it. I don't know that they. I think they probably wanted to keep it a little bit quiet, and Carol like did it in the middle. That I thought Carol. it came out in like People or something. It was a People exclusive that Carol announced that she was leaving. Oh. Yeah, but that means that they fired her before the and even finished airing. So if it's true that she didn't quit, then she was fired. Um, also, how I don't understand why they do this constantly. And like, it's so easy. Like fans always assume that people get fired when they say they quit. And then like someone like Casey and Danielle from Bitch Sash, they tried to be like, haha, Lydia came back after she was fired. And Andy was like, actually, she wasn't fired. And I thought that was such a good like he like, like when she left after her first season and they were trying to say how she was saying that and they were and Andy was like oh she actually did leave. I think because overwhelmingly these women are fired they're desperate to come back I think Lydia is an exception Heather Thompson is obviously a huge exception I'm trying to think of others I can't think of any of I'm sure there are others I can't. I'm sure there are others that are um Carlton that, maybe that all didn't want to also back. leave who like yeah I think who are Carlton. like unremarkable I feel like the thirsty ones are the like like Gretchen like wants to stay didn't Alexis Bellino quit I feel like she did I don't remember I think she quit um, speaking of people being thirsty and coming back, I lost my mind in a hate spiral when it was announced this week that America's sweetheart, Daniel Staub, is engaged again <laughs> for the 21st time, um, 10 days after her divorce was finalized. I don't understand. So let's talk a little bit about it. Danielle told people in an exclusive, um, written by friend of the show, um, Dave Quinn, I'm feeling elated and excited for the next stage of my life. I'm going to marry the man of my of my possible dreams. That doesn't make sense, but it's Danielle. And hopefully I'll spend the rest of my life in bliss to this man who is a managing director of um, a private equity firm. I visited their website. He is not listed, but I know that private equity firms like it's all very strange. and They like put only as little as possible. I just found that interesting that he's not on the senior team. Um, he told People Magazine he's a Duke of Province, which is something I was not able to verify online. Um, <laughs> something that stops that she didn't know about until recently. He says his family owns 15 vineyards in the south of France, as well as two castles. Their marriage would mean that Stop would become a duchess. It's so interesting. This comes out right before New Jersey is about to start production, if they haven't already, because they want to get in on Joe, Judice, Judice, Judice potentially being deported I find it fascinating I find it fascinating that they started um, dating a couple weeks ago and are now happily engaged what is the deal I think she is desperate to be back and she knows that because she is a sea monster from another planet she won't be back on full-time she will never be back on full-time but I think the way she's able to get back on part-time as opposed to a cameo plus like the Kims is that she needs to have some sort of seemingly normal family life which is what she got with Marty obviously as we saw he is a monster but she which of course these people find each other um but she knew that she needed something so that she looked stable in some way because we have seen daniel stop for who she is and she's trying to get us to forget and marty didn't work out shockingly so so she's found this other fucking moron who's probably also a horrible person allegedly she found him because he was dating a friend of hers <laughs> which is Wait, i thought she was with terrific. albie um no she said that so that it would get leaked in page six that they would 
would both get a little bit of press that they were making out at one of his like fucking um, concerts at because they're like friends from New Jersey because they're like friends and who gives a shit I don't care who Daniel Stop is fucking that list is too long and God bless her it's probably the only good thing that she's done is given someone else pleasure in their lives but you know for other people but I think that she is a monster I don't trust this I think he's obviously evil he must be the devil i do not i need to see a certification of dukedom and i think it's gross that new jersey was better at this season at all in part because of danielle i think that genuinely asking i'm dead serious i'm not i'm dead serious i think that this season was helped and influenced by danielle's cameo but it was actually saved because of margaret and jennifer if danielle had not been there margaret and jennifer and Teresa and whomever Teresa and jackie would have found ways to hate each other it just the oklahoma trip would have still happened margaret jennifer pool, would still that was be- so good the pool and that was all your Marty. husband's in the pool was one of the best lines and moments in Housewives history, Jersey or otherwise. But I think Margaret would have still had great moments and still will without fucking Daniel Staub, who is a stain on this planet. Okay. So Mazel Tov to her and her wedding, which will last <laughs> about four seconds. I'm so appreciative of the fact that they name dropped where they're going to get her um, engagement ring. And by the way, you know how I know this is super real? Because she said that when they get back from their little trip to St. Bart's, that they're going to go to the Justice of the Peace to get married. And Teresa's is going to be one of her witnesses. That's how I know it's true love. That's how I know she's not doing it for the show. Because she's going to have fucking Teresa Judice, who was her maid of honor to her last bullshit wedding, be there to support her. That's totally normal. They Teresa is so fascinating because she is so different than a lot of the other alpha women we've discussed because not I mean I don't mean this to be mean but it's like it's accurate that she's like not smart like Bethany or Lisa she's guttural alpha the other women use intelligence as a weapon she uses like like she uses the it's yeah that's very the marinara of it all but she isn't smart so it's so interesting that she has aligned herself like when i saw her and melissa arguing in the most recent part two of the um jersey reunion i was like wow like she hates melissa and like this is just like so real and like that it's like i was like kind of thought it would be i would be tired of it and then i was just like no i'm not because like and then joe like said that basically insult like talked about how a bad guy joe i mean not a bad guy maybe but like a dishonest businessman so ethically not a good guy um, and then he was faking it that Joe's the, that Joe Gorga's real deal and Joe Judice was a mirage and that his father aligned himself or, you know, has a closer had a closer has a close relationship with Joe Judice and also that his father is sort of manipulative and says the same thing to them about Teresa, yeah. which was an interesting I moment. I thought it is weird that to me it's weird that Teresa brought that up as a weird story because like, I was like, I don't care because like he's probably talking shit about you to Joe and Melissa right. whenever he's with it's, them. It's your dad. And he's also old, like he wants Ill, to hang out with all the time. Whatever. Like he wants to hang out with them all the time because like he's a widow and also right. like he just wants to like be with his kids and. I don't know. He's old and, and not- he's sad. His wife is dead. Yeah. Like, right. But yes. But then I it was like, I was annoyed by the storyline in the beginning and sort of fell off Jersey. And then by your encouragement, I got yeah, back on second board. half. Second and half I've watched like, good. I watched pretty much, I've watched a lot of episodes towards the end of the season, including, um, do you watch Cabo? 
Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. And I was, so I was just intrigued by like, I was like, oh, actually I'm on board with this Melissa Teresa drama still because it's super real. Like that's what makes Jersey to me dynamic is like the family stuff. And I mm-hmm. feel like they don't know how to do it anymore because mm-hmm. of like Caroline and Dina not being there and Jacqueline getting like let go or fire, quit or fired. fired. Or whatever. That's she- a hard <laughs> fired. Um, But they figured it out. Um. Okay, can I ask you a question? This yeah. is actually a satchel of gold. So many satchels this week, you guys. You gave me all the satchels. I feel like I took it to a dark place. So let's no, get... I no. This is also a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> um, continuing on. Okay, a satchel of gold from Angel in Boston. I'm very fucking insulted by how painfully obvious it was that Teresa was taking sides with Danielle Staub and Jennifer purely to add more tension to the show. Watching her try to come up with an explanation as to why everything Mark is it. Sorry, guys. Marg or Margaret? I'm like dumb. Is it when you say it's Marge, right? It's, it's like Marge. a heart. I, like I Marge wanna, Simpson. Right. I want to call her Marg, which I know is wrong. Um, okay. Watching her try to come up with an explanation as to why everything Margaret <laughs> said and did was so over the line while defending Danielle and Jennifer for crossing every line that fucking Teresa herself has carved into the very stone that this show's foundation is built upon was the most infuriating television event of our time. I love that. That's a lot. That's so much. Um, what are your I, thoughts? Yeah, I think that the Teresa and Danielle thing is so weird. It's like how you said that Teresa's going to be her witness at her next wedding. The like the like, the alliance has gone too far for me. <laughs> it's just like it's not. I don't believe that Teresa likes her. I don't think Teresa cares. I, I think, think that Teresa, Teresa is like this. Is what I got to do. Teresa's like this is what I got to do, and also I'm going to reserve all of my dislike for Jackie and my sister-in-law, and there's just no more room left. Well, and I think end. that our producer was like, you should maybe take, maybe you should like be align yourself with Danielle and um, Jennifer, and she was like, all right. And I also think the reason that she aligned herself with Danielle originally was to fuck with Jacqueline. Yeah, it was to get Jacqueline out and of And then guess picture. what happened as a result? This woman who she used to hate has her head so far up her up Teresa's ass and Teresa's like, this feels great. Yeah, Let's Teresa's keep into doing- it. She's like, she's Why wouldn't like, she do it? Hey, it's, hear me out. Daniel Staub is the brandy to Teresa's Lisa Vanderpump. But I think that the, our, the difference is that Teresa is not smart or manipulative like Lisa Vanderpump and that Daniel Staub is actually a, is a, is like a really like, I think a terrible person. Like brought a gun to things. Sort of. If if Dorit was from the underworld, mm. the better example to me might be Dorit in LVP, Dorit's first season. Mm. When she had she was so mm. grateful yeah. to be on this show that she would do absolutely anything that LVP needed. Obviously no longer the case. And I think that's probably most similar if we forget all of Danielle's backstory, sure. which is that she is the crypt keeper. Yeah. And I think it's, I cannot believe she, I mean she really gives me the hope that Phaedra who I don't know that I need back or want back actually like I like her shade but like as far as like plot um and that Jill will, will come, come back. back yeah because I think that like she did whatever she what she did was so much worse what was worse than what anything that Jill did uh, I think it was equally bad as what Phaedra did although I think that Phaedra maybe got set up by production a little bit wait a second you think that da- what Danielle did was worse than what Phaedra did? I think that they're equally bad. I mean, Danielle brought a gun. So, like, to me, that's pretty bad. Um, Phaedra is a, or an attorney, so it makes the thing that she did even stupider. But she also, I think, was fed that from production. And then they let her they let her out on that line to, like, dry by herself. I just think that... But, I mean, she's an attorney who repeated something that she knew could be libel and also was, like, 
pretty, pretty, pretty despicable. Yeah, I just think I, I think that Danielle's dossier is just there are so many yes. files on yeah. Danielle. Whereas, Her resume is right. So Phaedra did one. Phaedra's done other shitty things, but the, this one, the reason yeah. that she got fired was so horrific that she had, there was no. Her shade was so good though in her, in her green screens. I do miss them, but, I, but, but pregnant Portia has really, is the only thing that's delivering for me in Atlanta. Really? Anini's very sad storyline are like the only things that are delivering for me. I'm not into that teaser of Nini hurting that cameraman's hurting Who the Who is she going after? Marlo? I think Marlo to teach her a lesson. I got it's an so argument weird. with friends at the office about the entire Nini storyline because they were really against it. They think that like she shouldn't be showing it on TV and they, they think that she's being me like that. She think that they think that like the stuff with Greg is like too dark and also like he's sick. And I was like, well, she's the caretaker. And also like, that's what her real life is to me. It's the most genuine and real we've seen Nini in a long time. And I feel like it's hard to watch, but like when he sent those flowers to her in Tokyo, that was like so beautiful. And his like note, I was like, did he write that? Um, I don't remember him sending her flowers. He sent flowers after she was so mad. And then he sent flowers in a note that was like, you, it was so beautiful. And then she like wept and Eva, she was like, I need to be alone. And Eva like was, cause Eva was like sitting there and she was like, I need to be alone. Um, but my, my colleagues at work, my friends were saying that like, they thought it was like too much. And that like, you know, like Marlo is making a point when she's saying like, you know, you need to be sympathetic to like what Greg is going for through. He's sick. And like your son is also like, it's like your son's like the, like, their father is sick and it's like that is all true but like she's allowed to have emotions and be like it's not fair to like for you to keep saying i need to be a strong woman it's like i'm a, like people as we've talked about with people who are mentally ill and sick and drunk and all of those things like she's allowed to respond to gray being a dickhead to her even if he's sick you know like that doesn't ex- absolve him i think it's it's a weird thing to be like i think it's great that it's on camera but i, I think, think it's, it's i think I it's of, i think it's fine i think I, I my mom was a caretaker to my dad who was sick before he passed and i they like my dad was grumpy not like greg level but like i think that like it's the most honest thing that like it is really hard on a caretaker and that like when people are going through things especially like people who've been in relationships together you know like that stuff is real and so i think that like it's kind of like it's hard to watch and it's sad but it's real and like I'm I mean I'm not into them Instagram fighting like that's fucking annoying to me but like if they're filming her life and she's like Greg don't be a asshole and I mean I'm like that's her real life um thank you for sharing that oh thanks oh yeah I mean it's just like I think it is um it's the only thing on Atlanta thus far that has been like it feels like a different version of Nini and it feels very real I think it's super real I think I feel super connected to it and I I also think um, it's okay for Nini to be wrong at times. Like Nini's exhausted and is dealing with a caregiver and she's being a caregiver. And I think she's also being very honest that they had problems with their marriage yeah. before he got sick and they've been exacerbated by his sickness. Mm-hmm. So you want to support this person, but you also don't want to feel pain every day by continuing to be with them. And I think it's okay for Nini to make mistakes. I think Nini acting out against Marlo because Nini's in a place of pain is okay. It doesn't make it right, but I think it's okay totally. and it's it makes sense. Nini can't see Greg's perspective because Nini's just trying to hold on to herself. That's just like an animal reaction. It's a defense mechanism that you are trying not to lose all of yourself when you're in this incredibly terrible, uncomfortable, painful um, experience. And you can also see moments of Greg being a dick and being grumpy and who wouldn't be if you have advanced cancer and you have a production company following you around and you have issues in your marriage and whatever else he's dealing with like they both make sense like Mm -hmm. their um errors and mistakes 
makes sense. And I also think it's interesting that it's on camera. I think it humanizes Nini. Nini shies away from being vulnerable more than almost any other housewife, mm-hmm. especially one at the level that she's at. She's always that person that puts on a mask. If someone says something, even how she w- behaved with Tanya, Tanya said, you hurt my feelings when you made that joke. And Nini immediately was like mask on. I'm going to treat you like shit. And I'm probably going to bury you in the rest of the season. Like Nini doesn't oh accept. God, Tanya. She's really trying. She is such a mess. I'm kind of in to it because she's like like the only because she's like doing something different she's doing hibachi in her (laughs) downstairs which i'm pretty sure she built for that two hour filming um but i think that nini i i get it and i agree with you i i think that it's it's interesting for us to see it i think it shows nini in a different way and i think everybody needs to take a little bit of a chill pill in criticizing her similarly do you think it's what do you think of like i think lisa vanderpump is the only person i think who is more um yeah, closed, closed off. Than Nini, honestly. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. What do you think of her also being, like, showing a more vulnerable side to her? I th- I question it more. I think it's less real. And that makes me maybe feel a little bad because, like, sh- she's grieving. Yeah. Sarah's, Sarah, Sarah's <laughs> like, hold. Sarah's <laughs> holding her forehead and nodding with her eyes closed. Like, she does agree with me, but she doesn't know she wants to say it. I'm literally rubbing my forehead I with my hands. I think it's more manipulatively, I'm, like, using a situation. I think that Lisa doesn't have a great track record. Like, that point in the reunion when she was talking about that abusive relationship she was <gasps> in, which was not a great Shit. moment. And so that's what I think about. I think that it's terrible, her brother died it is horrible that he died the Wait, who did she say the what did she say about the abusive relationship i can't remember what that was in relation to um it was like burying someone who, who was but who was going oh, through God, something and she was like trying to empathize and she was like i was in an abusive relationship who else who came forward and said that they had been like in a relationship that was abusive Wait was it, it let's name people it wasn't it had nothing to do with kyle i don't think it had anything to do with Eileen, Lena. lisa oh it might have been eileen oh because eileen left her husband she's with her current husband because she left her husband before that and right and she had said that that was like an abusive relationship sure, why not and lisa like right made fun of it and, and so eileen was like hey that and wasn't Eileen's cool kids didn't I went, know right. right and so then and like and lisa, lisa was, was like, like I, I, yeah like lisa was like i'm sorry but also like i was in one too so like i get it and she put her like fingers over her lips at a certain it was and then andy <laughs> was like you were and she was like i don't want to talk about it it's sort of like when Kim Zolciak, one of the worst moments on any reunion, when Kim Zolciak said she had um, cancer for four minutes and she was outside <laughs> of like a Ruby Tuesdays or something. And then all the women were like, oh, I didn't know you had cancer. And then she, it's like dramatic pause. And she was like, oh, um, so it turns out I didn't. But I had some other stuff that I want to talk about when she was like, yeah, the like, reason well, I wear because she said the reason I, I forget nothing because she's that was the reason she wore wigs. Yeah. Should have just been like, I like wearing fucking wigs. But these women are insane, which is why we love them. <laughs> anyway, Lisa Vanderpump, do I believe this shit with her brother? I believe that she is very sad about the death of her brother. It's obviously tragic the way in which he died. I think suicide is um, a very special horror for the families and loved ones left behind because you question everything. I think, you know, obviously death in any way for uh, from so, someone you love dying is is sad i think that's that is all but suicide shock. Leaves so many different questions i think i think the fact that she allegedly filmed pump rules before beverly hills did she i thought it was the other way around i thought I th- that they like maybe added some of that like i think interview it- footage in because of the way they end up ha- ended up premiering vanderpump rules ahead of time oh that's interesting i know i think um i think it was pump rules first but i could totally be wrong I think she is feeling vulnerable 
absolutely and sad absolutely and I think also she is scared about the space she's in as we're seeing stuff filmed and the fact that she's not getting away with stuff that she used to and maybe I don't know does she hide under the death under under the like mask of mourning I don't know I I wouldn't put it past her and I also don't judge her for it I would be like cool good for you I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm it's inter- possible. I, I think that she might come off scot-free this season and might be like, cool, I'm coming back next season and four of you are fired. Goodbye. You know? Yeah, I think that's probably not going to happen. You think that's not going to happen, but I would not be surprised if it's like her and like Kyle come back and like everybody else. What if they clean house? She's allegedly not wanted to be in the show for seasons, yeah, which I mean, is why they clear. let her do whatever the fuck she wants, where it's like all about the dogs or whatever. Well, right, because didn't they say that there was, remember they did like a behind, I don't know if it was a what, what it was, but Andy said with her they were maybe it was watch what happens live and she he said that like she wanted to leave after i forget what season and he thought that was a bad decision and he like he like convinced her to come back yeah i can't remember what season that was after that she was like ready to maybe it was was season three is that the season that they like tried to take her down or season two the first time oh maybe yeah yeah it's happened a couple times yeah and then he was like also remember how she wanted to go by pinky on the show yeah i think about that all the time Pinky Vanderpump. But now she... And it's so interesting. Is that her nickname? Like, does anyone still call her that? Because she, like, acted like that was her real name. I think it's just sort of similar to, like... It's a terrible example, but, like, sort of similar to, like, Jill thinking that she had a great idea. What if she buried Bethany? It's like these women sometimes think of, like, these great ideas of things that they should be called in reference. Yeah, but that was, like, being in the machine of the production. So, like, she, like, came to the show as, like, I'm Pinky Vanderpump. And then they were like, can we go by your real name? And she was like, well, (laughs) everyone calls me Pinky. And they were like, "Mm." Yeah, that would have been got into the machine and then thought she would knew what how to how to do what was up and like how she was going to make great tv and then she didn't realize that her like what she thought was like her real life like work best friend was like oh you want to like play a game i'm gonna win yeah and then she won and i think jill's problem is that she was also like a monster can we talk about something i'm not sure if you ever mentioned this on the show have we been recording for three hours yet um we're at our oh we're fine well this isn't even the longest episode i've done i just wanted to bring up i don't know if you've mentioned this but we went to watch what happened live you talked about this on the show i think i did oh and yeah we talked about that i talked about the jill zaren thing oh yeah, yeah. and then andy was like uh, we talked you were to, like is andy ever will jill ever we, come back full time and he was like during, full time and then you were like um because i met her and she wanted to <laughs> and wants to and he was like well no probably not then and, and I, then i died and i was so sad because i was like he she wants it so badly and he is obviously like turned off by that but i don't think i think a lot of people want it like ramona wants to be on it badly too and like if she got fired she would not know what to do you know ramona does not want her back on the show ramona no i'm saying ramona wants to be on the show so badly oh yeah yeah. so many of these people want to be on the show show so badly she did and then then obviously they got into like a fight that probably won't be on the show like no wait i want all the fame you can't but it makes me sad because I think that I really want Jill to come back. I just think that it would be like a really, I feel like New York could use, I mean, I haven't seen this new season, but like I, because those women have been on for so long, like I think that new energy is always good and welcome sometimes. And like mm-hmm. Dorinda was a great example of that. I think Tinsley is cool in something that she represents, but I don't know that she's like a necessary, I like that she's like old money and like a New York aristocrat. I like that socialite. she says that she's old money. Yes. Yeah. And married old money of yeah. which she's now divorced. And I like that she is, um, I mean, I think New York. She was like an it girl at one point, and yeah. that, that is cool. Like, I totally. like that. she has her own it's brand. It's like if Paris Hilton was on House Beverly of Beverly Hills. Hills. Like, it would make sense. Love it. But 
I also think like having Jill come in, like she has relations with all those women, everybody except Tinsley, I think that I know of, I don't know. She probably fake knows her, but like she knows she's been on the show with every other woman mm-hmm. except Dorinda, who we know they are real friends with. She okay. was on the show with Dorinda when she invited Dorinda to right, her. Right, there was that like moment where Dorinda's like stepdaughters in the bullying lunch, and you can like they like point they like an arrow to yeah, Dorinda. which Jill brings up in every interview that she is the person that brought Dorinda into the show. So it's like to me, it's it would just I just want them to do it. I want Andy and whoever else is like they don't want to deal with her because I'm sure she's really difficult to manage. But like I'm sure that a lot of the people are. So like just put her on and stop it. Which is what we want. She can't be worse at this point than Ramona. Uh, I think that she's I think she's a, I think she's probably actually really fascinating because I think that she is an interesting blend of probably like a Ramona mm-hmm. Dur, um, Sonia and a Bethany and mm-hmm. LVP like I think she's smart and like is grounded in some version of reality but I also think that she feels because that she's smart she thinks like she knows the game and it's like okay now you're delusional so I, I think that she's probably kind of a thorn in both sides of like she's a diva because she's smart and like knows that we need her but also she's like a thorn in my side because she's like crazy and makes a lot of crazy demands the thing with jill that i think is important to sort of understand is jill's not great at cameoing because (laughs) i think that she's so excited for the cameras and she has certain canned lines in her pocket um And I think that the moments in which she's seen her, aside from her being like, I miss the gossip, I think that she wants to be good so badly that if you only give her a little bit of time to shoot, she's not necessarily going to come off in like the great way. And by great way, I don't mean like positive. I mean like explosive way that we love versus if you give her more time, if she's an official friend of like Barbara Kay or, you know, if she's more than a cameo plus, I think it'll pay off for Bravo. I don't think Bravo should like not to say that she's they're like screen testing her like this, but I don't think that they should test her by having her shoot three times and call well, it a day. Shot, and she needs and more time. Is she shooting with all the women or is she like having lunch with like a Sonius or like a Luann She situation? did the tree lighting thing with several of them. She went to a real slash fake um, charity thing with Ramona and I think Tinsley and Dorinda. I forget who it was to be honest. Uh, maybe not Sonia was there. at all as far as document, not that's been documented, right? I don't know. I don't think think so which is remember when bethany commented on somebody's instagram and was like ha like someone was like where's jill and she was like do you remember you sent it to me yeah because i was super angry um i forget what it just it was. makes me feel also feel like i thought that when like way you said that carol should have apologized or not apologized wished andy like mazel on mm-hmm. his child i thought that bethany despite all of her sliminess um I thought her wanting to go to Bobby's funeral was genuine because one, she had love for him and two, like it was respect for an old friend despite where they were in spite of where they were. But the fact that she like claps back at people who are like, bring Jill back. And she's like, never like in Instagram comments. It's like, well, you also filmed with her last year and then defended at the reunion. It's like, I wanted to do this because it was my old friend and I loved Bobby and he like, they are why I'm on the show. But then when she comments that it's like, don't, don't comment, like just ignore the comment. It's so easy to be like, I'm never going to film with Jill and I'm not going to stay on the show. If she comes back, she's alpha. She wants to show that. I know I don't want to hate on Bethany and I feel like I have a new Jill, she knows that Jill will see it I have a new fresh breath where I'm like trying to not um harbor resentment towards Bethany because I think that it's sort of like you know like you're what is that expression like when you hit your wet head against a wall once 
you're crazy. Like you're like it's, like you mistake make a mistake once, okay? But like when you do the same behavior like repeatedly, you're crazy. Oh, I sure. feel like I'm expecting something different from Bethany. And yeah, way we know that, who like, she I, is. Yeah, like I think I need to just accept that, and I think that like I need to you know be okay with it. It's okay to it's okay to accept it and also continue to call it out. Yeah, I just don't want to like harbor. She's too not going to change at the end of the day. She's not going to change. I think that my issue with her is as what we talked about previously when it got dark and you were like, I got to move on was about like, it's more just about like, is all the alpha housewives. And it's like the show has been on so long that these women now think they have control. And the ones who have it are like the worst ones because the ones that like, like Vicky thinks and that she does. And I think there is a version of it where they like respect that she's the OG. They do respect that. Like she has been super vulnerable in like ways that I like have been endeared to her, but also I hate her. Um, but like they're not like letting her like cast the show or be like since if um if who's the housewife from Atlanta we both loved who didn't come uh, come back after Claudia Jordan yeah like she what like Vicky is trying to do things like that and they're like cool if you don't want to be on the show like then you can be like a guest and she's like okay never mind I'm kidding I'll film with them like she is an alpha housewife who's like I don't know doesn't have the power but like you know some of them do allegedly the only way that Vicky was able to come back to the show was to take less money or something or perhaps accept that she'll be a reduced role which hasn't yet been decided but also that she would agree to get engaged this season and possibly also have a wedding I think a la Gretchen I think some of that is also like I think people probably leaked that to the press whether it's like somebody in the show like oh it's probably Kelly Dodd yeah I was gonna say like unless it's Kelly Dodd or like maybe Tamara or like somebody trying to stir drama but also it wouldn't be surprised me if like production did stuff like that because they want to light a fire under Vicky's ass like there might be a conversation where they're like we're never gonna let go of Vicky but like we need her to do something different this season yeah allegedly she's like screaming at people already and everyone thinks it's super staged I um I work at VH1, but I have no power. But I want to say just, like, I always want them to do that with the basketball wives. Like, I want them to threaten and be like, hey, Jackie, like, you can't come back this season unless you bring on your daughter oh to talk about, like, the stuff you guys are going through. Because, like, they talk about Jackie on the basketball wives. They're yeah. strange, and they talk about her all the time. But, like, mm-hmm. they, Jackie doesn't want to, like, to, I don't think wants to bring the daughter on the show based on watching the show. And I feel like they should be like, hey, we're not going to renew, renew your contract if you don't bring her on. And then I feel like she would be like, I want to be on the show so bad. I'm going to bring my daughter on. And that's what I want. Like, I wish they would do that with her. They obviously haven't. But I feel like um, maybe that's what Bravo tries to do. Like, they try to, like, strong arm people and be like, hey, Vicky, you're not going to be on unless you do more. And you might be a reduced role. There's no promises. So then her contract says, like, she might not be in the opening credits. She might not X, Y, Z. So then she does work to bring it because, you know, they all get, like, that's why Marlo and Eva and Tanya are the heart people that are working hardest on Atlanta because two of them are new. Well, I'm sorry. One of them is a new housewife and the other two are friends of who don't have the opening credits. Who want to be promoted. They want, and while they're filming, they might not know. They may not have filmed the opening yet. So they might all think like they're all in contention. So like Tanya may be like, I might be the new housewife instead of Eva or Marlo. So like they're all working. And that's like Vicky might have to work harder now because fucking Tamara and Shannon are like, we're going to be back on, bitch. So bring it in. Get married. I don't want to see Vicky get married, though. I don't care. I actually don't care I don't about care I need so all of the much. OC women. Sorry, Shannon. Like, I need them all to go away except maybe Kelly. Except Kelly and Shannon. I, I don't care about Ke- Shannon. Shannon. I need her to Kelly. take a break because, Shannon like, I need Kelly. her to – I need Shannon to be above reality television where she's like, I'm not well. My kids need to, like, see us, me be a better version of myself, and I need to not be, like, on television. But she's doing better. She tells you repeatedly how thin she is. That's why I like Alexis Bellino because I think she's t- decided to take a step away, and she's also my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Alexis, Damien, this has been such a pleasure. I have to pee so bad. Okay, we've been talking- we're going <laughs> to. 
we've been talking for so long and I've been like, oh my the God. after show is going to be Damien just pissing <laughs> while we continue talking about Vicky Gumbelson and Steve Lodge. Damien, this has been such a pleasure. Tell the AGs um, where to find you. Oh my gosh, please find me on social media at Damien Bellino um, and on Twitter and Instagram and on Venmo. Oh, and please check and check out my... <laughs> and um, if you like hearing me talk about things, check out my new podcast where I interview actresses. Um, it's called You Might Know Her From and it's on all the things. Okay, great. And who are some of the guests on You Might? Um, Samantha. Daphne Rubin and Vega. Daphne Rubin Vega from Rent. Samantha Mathis, like 90s movie star. Becky Ann Baker, who played Lena Dunham's um, mom on Girls. Who's phenomenal. Um, Nancy McKeon from Facts of Life. And then we have some more good people coming up um, this week. Guys, um, before we sign off, a beg from me to you. Um, as you know, Andy's Girls is free and fabulous. And I want to keep it that way. I love not having um, ads, although that might be changing. Um, but I would really appreciate it if you guys could leave a five-star review and a 9,000 word essay on why you love AG. It takes zero minutes of your time. It makes a huge difference to the show as we hopefully continue to grow. And that is like the LinkedIn for podcasts (laughs) would really appreciate it. And also while you're online, follow me at Sarah Galley on Twitter at Dame Galley on Insta. I get my satchels of gold almost exclusively from Instagram. So D- slide into my DMs, what comment do you, what on do you things. Want Venmo? Give her a tip. Oh my God. Guys, give me a single dollar because oh, you're, you have to pee. I did something crazy this week, um, which we'll talk about the next time you're on. I can't believe I did it. And it's all Ryan Houlihan's fault. So um, yes, Venmo me a dollar. If all of you Venmo me a dollar, my problem with the thing that I just bought will go <laughs> So if everybody Venmo's you a dollar, what's my Venmo? I don't know. At Sarah Galley, it's a picture of me on a beach, I think. So <laughs> that's her as a friend so she can confirm that it's that it's the right one. Yeah. And send me um, the name of your favorite housewife in a single dollar. Ooh, that would be great. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing to ask people to do. Yeah. Um, guys, I love you. Tell me your thoughts and um, prayers for everything ever. Um, we're going to talk about Life on the Ramona Coaster next week with the premiere of Real Housewives of New York. So thanks to everyone who has bought and read the book and that official recap of uh, the Andy's Girls Book Club with our premiere book, Life on the Ramona Coaster, will be next week. Um, guys, love all of you. Damien, love you so much. Thanks Can't wait for, for you to be. And guys, we'll kiki with you soon. Bye.